Blog Talk Radio. Hello? Am I on? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming tonight. I got a young man I wanted to introduce you to. We call him Hype Night. Oh yeah, I'm a music major.
Okay, folks. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of Blog Talk Radio. I had myself muted, and I apologize for that. Again, I haven't been blogging for a long time since September 2021, and I just made a big blooper there, so I do apologize. But we are back. Folks, the 5 Strong Network is back, and we want to thank you for your time. We want to thank you for your time tonight, those that's tuning in to hear what is on our panel's mind, as well as our guests and myself. 5 Strong Network is back. And again, I apologize for that little delay. I was just talking away and looked up, and I was muted. So, folks, anyway, I'll repeat what I was saying earlier. Again, I was just thinking uh, uh, we have quite a few people that continue to listen to our shows in the archives while we was on our long break. And I thank the Father I was saying for the break that we was able to enjoy, uh, that we was able to uh, have away from blogging. And uh, I think I feel, a bit, I feel a little stronger now as far as doing these blogs. I feel a little bit more wisdom now. I have some new directions to go in. I'll talk about that a little later. But, folks, let me just go ahead and just share with everybody what we're talking about tonight. Again, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you and yours, you could have been doing so many things tonight, but you chose to spend time with us here at the Five Phone Network. Uh, tonight, everybody, we're going to be talking about the need, the need for racism. Believe it or not, there are those that need racism. Uh, the whitewashing of many holy scriptures and Catholicism. We'll be talking about Catholicism tonight in a way I guarantee you never heard. Uh, I went on to this, uh, send this message to many of you. I'm going to just go ahead and read the show's description. I sent this to many of you via text, email. I went on to say, you heard right. Racism, whitewashing of many scriptures, are a need for those wicked in power. And I went on to say the truth is too expensive to tell. It will call those elites to go bankrupt, lose the empire, and lose control of the masses, especially since the truth will make us free. Ain't that the truth? And I finally went on to say, folks, the truth is often stranger than fiction, yet there's unbelievable hope. Tune in all humanity for this crucial and yet peaceful dialogue with our panel and guests. And so I went on to just give out the date time, of course, tonight, April 30th, 2022. Folks, tonight. I guarantee we're going to hit this thing at some angles you guys never heard, you ladies never heard, and not just to be controversial, but let me just, just share with you briefly. Um, well, let me slow down, let me slow down. Um, let's talk about the purpose of, of, of what's tonight, because I don't, I don't, I want you to misunderstand our show description. We're not attacking the Catholic Church tonight, everybody family, human family, we're definitely not attacking the Catholic Church because our expression of faith, most of us, was birthed out of the Catholic Church, so that'd be dumb to attack mama, so to speak. So, folks, tonight, what are we attacking? We're attacking lies, deception, and ignorance uh, promoted by the Catholic Church to control humanity. That's what we're doing, if you want to be honest, okay? So, tonight, again, we're attacking lies, deception, and ignorance by the Catholic Church and other religious institutions we'll talk about um, for the purpose of control. And so we like to 
say that here on the Five Minutes Phone Network, we talk about things that the Father truly, truly is saying, but you just can't find a religious institution or you can't find educational institutions uh, because those in power want to make sure that you don't know the truth that will make you free. So Five Minutes Phone Network, we don't try to just talk about things just to be controversial, but we recognize that the Father is saying some things most of what he's saying, I think, is taught in the churches and even Catholicism. I respect that, a lot of what the Father is saying. But a lot of what he's saying is not taught in Catholic circles, uh, uh, Protestant circles. And um, we got to be concerned about that, folks. So listen to that word. So we talk about things the Father is saying that's embarrassing, that's uh, politically incorrect. We just talk about those things that you and yours think about. You question that you're afraid to bring it up to your priests. You're afraid to, pray, uh, uh, afraid to bring it up at your colleges. Things like, where, how do we all become the different colors we are? Uh, things like, you know, um, folks, come on, 480 shows. We talk about things like Bible leprosy. Uh, um, how do we become, like I was just saying, uh, the different people, the different nations, uh, uh, like tonight, the, the purpose of racism, who will talk about that? What, what church you going to go? What college you going to go to where they're going to talk about that? We talk about all types of new world order uh, things, um, uh, what, the, what this group of people that rival, uh, only have one rival, that's the kingdom of God, these elitists that control our planet, uh, what their agendas are. You know, we talk about how they use things like racism, sexism, religion, um, any kind of ism they can to divide humanity. What is their true goal? We talk about how the fact that they're not atheists, that these powerful people are Satanists. Uh, we talk about uh, who are the people of the Bible. We talk about it, uh, how we have issues with the people in Israel. We love them. It's a love program, everybody. Now, I've got to say these things because we've been away for a while. Some of y'all tuning in and you're new to the Five Smith Phone Network. So let me just tell you briefly what the purpose of tonight's show is. The purpose of tonight's show is to expose the enemy, point blank. Because why? Why, brother, said to you and your panel and your guests want to expose the enemy? So we won't be supporting the enemy ignorantly. So we're going to be empowering the enemy ignorantly. And so we won't harass those that are on the right side trying to wake people up. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16 that the scripture was given for that reason. One of the things it's supposed to do is reveal uh, 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 the wicked, to expose the wicked. It says correction. And then, then also we share truth that will give us some direction. We share truth, information we know for sure on this network, things we've learned in our life that will help people the best we know how. That's the best we can do, folks. We share things that we think that would give people direction, people hope. There's a lot of hopelessness going on right now, brothers and sisters. And so I bring on panel, I have a panel, and I bring on guests from time to time that I think is a part of that hope that humanity needs to be encouraged to keep going and to have a vibrant life. Scripture says it like this. Christ came that we may have life and life more abundantly. I can't say it more clearly than that. The Five Minutes Phone Network is to make sure that we are not deceived by the enemy and that we're walking that abundant life. That is what it's all about. This is going to help our relationship with the Father. This is going to help our relationship with Christ. And so that's what we really are all about. Anybody that don't fear Christ, 
Anybody that don't believe in God, anybody that don't trust the scriptures, if you notice, they're never part of the panel. So I try to pick people, not that are perfect. Oh, my goodness, don't get me started on that. We are not perfect, nowhere near it. But I try to pick people that have found some nuggets in life, some truths in life to make you free. Again, I'm Brother Sessie, tuning to the 524 Network. And again, I apologize for that big delay earlier. Y'all, I'm new. I'm not, I'm not new, but I'm, I haven't done this in a while, so just bear with me, okay? Um, do want to thank a few people before I uh, get going. Uh, while we was on break, everybody, um, check this out. Uh, there was a lot of uh, websites and uh, platforms that, that, that kept our name out there, that kept our shows out there. And I just want to take this time to thank some of them, all right? And uh, I'm going to go through this list kind of quick because I really, really am thankful for these people. And that is people like, of course, Blog Talk Radio is the host, but Roku, R-O-K-U, for uh, playing our shows, Mixcloud. I want to thank the Apple Podcast. I want to thank um, uh, Podcast Addict. I want to thank CastBox. I want to thank um, uh, so many folks that can't um, name all of them. Um, I've just noticed when we was not blogging, there was a lot of these uh, organizations or um, platforms. Media Monkey is another one. Um, and, of course, all of the browsers. Uh, that's not what I'm going to say. Excuse me. I'm trying to do 15 things here at one time. But I just want to – I just appreciate all of those networks that iTunes, it's a big one, have allowed our shows to be on. I know they're making money off of us. I understand that. But I still – like the fact that people was able to listen to us over these various networks, and I'm so thankful. Again, thank you for playing our shows. Continue to. Uh, we'll keep it clean. We'll keep it family-centered. Uh, so, y'all, don't be ashamed. Uh, these networks is peeking and listen to our shows from time to time. It's always going to be lifting up the name of the Most High. Also, I want to just remind everybody, I'm talking to fast folks, but we got two hours. That's it. Uh, tonight, we're cutting our shows to two hours, okay, not three. But I want to also mention to everybody, do, are you guys aware that since we stopped programming, uh, our shows are continuing to be listened to in the U.K., uh, in Japan, in uh, Cyprus, I noticed, uh, even Qatar, India, China. Uh, just look on the 15th of uh, May, uh, Chinese was listening, uh, Trini and Tobago, uh, Tobago. Uh, just Germany. I noticed the Internet seems so, oh, it's the Internet. Of course, we listen all over. Well, I just still want to... Thanks. Uh, 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 those of you that live in all these countries, Nigeria is a representative. Australia, people listen to us in Australia and uh, Aruba, even Russia. Can you believe Russia? Philippines and so Bulgaria. I see Bulgaria. Someone listening on the 12th in Bulgaria. Uh, I want you to know. I, I see you, Czechia. Uh, uh, I never pronounce that country's name. Austria, uh, South Africa. Uh, Follow Bangladesh, Pakistan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sweden. I'm serious. Uh, I can tell you today, different people listen. But anyway, we represent it. We, we, we are listening to all over. So, folks, this is why we have to make sure we're putting out content that make people free because people are looking for answers. They're not going to tune our show unless they're really looking for answers, okay? So, uh, moving right along, I'm going to. Go to our guests. Those of you that's on the our phone lines, if you're going to be on the show, go ahead and press one if you haven't already. I'm going to be coming to you shortly. I just want to go over really some, uh, some, some things really quickly. 
Again, I can't say if I didn't, I, don't, I, I was muted earlier, so I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I said this earlier, but folks, follow the show. I'll send that link to you, uh, uh, text that link to you, uh, got that link to you through Facebook Messenger. On that link about our show, you'll see it should say a follow button. If you don't click on the Five Smithstone logo, and you'll see at some point it say follow. And all it's going to do, folks, all it's going to do, send you a reminder to, uh, for instance, it'll ask you, uh, did you want Facebook or Twitter to uh, uh, register through, and it'll send a message to Facebook and Twitter that five, six phones is on the show. Uh, so that's all it's going to do. It's not going to keep your information or anything like that. They never do. But register with us, folks. Follow us. It's very important. Okay, those of us that do these blogs, we don't get paid. This is one way we uh, are able to be a blessing uh, to you. By following us. Also, on your uh, browsers there, just go ahead and like us, bookmark us, where we'll be locked into our location, okay? We're going to start doing these blogs again. It's gonna, they're going to be on uh, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, and Monday nights. So you're going to get us three times uh, in the week, okay? We're going to try this out, and if, uh, uh, if we end up dropping the show, we end up dropping the show. But right now, folks, we're going to try our best to have um, three shows. How about that? Three shows. All right. So uh, those of you that's new to the Five Phone Network, and again, I'm talking kind of fast because we only got two hours, and so I've got to do this really quickly. Some of you may say, what is Five Smooth Stone? Five, what is Five Smooth Stone, really, Brother Seth? Five Smooth Stones is nothing more than five topics, five topics. Years ago, uh, after experiencing racism and um, getting very upset at some things I heard at a kind of culture convention, I'll call his name now because he is a man of God, but... Uh, Folks, I was told about some things I heard at that convention. And so I asked the Lord to five questions um, because I had saw racism in the church. And I've never seen racism in the church before. So I thought racism was just in the world. So once I saw racism in the church, I was troubled, to say the least. And um, Kenneth Copeland, along with other guys, ministers, was saying that God is getting ready to use a black man. God is getting ready to use a black man like never before. And the first is going to be last. And the last is going to be first. Um, they took the convention when he first said that in 1987. And those of you that have heard this a thousand times, please be patient because we have new listeners tonight and we want to get this information to them. But, folks, Kenneth Copeland said God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the last is going to be first, and the person is going to be last. Those are his exact words. One more time. God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Now, when he said 1987, I, along with everybody else, nearly tore up the convention center shouting. Whites was just jumping around and really so-called whites. You know, I don't believe in a race based upon color, but I think some of you know what I mean. We shouted. Do you hear what I'm saying? We shouted. We praised the Father for this glorious news coming from this man of God, Kenneth Copeland that God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. So found out in 1988 that, well, let me just go ahead and, ask, and, and get all the five questions out there, then I'll, 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 um, I'll um, talk about that in a, in a second. So that was the first thing I, I asked God about. Okay, I asked him five questions. 
One of them was, that wasn't necessarily the first question, but I asked the father, what is what you use in a black man? And then I asked the father, what's going on? I keep hearing things called a new world order. I don't even think they called it one world government back then. They might have did, but I only knew it for new, um, I think I called it a new world order. Yes, new world order. Because uh, Yusuf Mullins wrote a book called uh, one, uh, 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 one new world order. And I think I asked the father, what's with this new world order? What's going on in our world? Can't trust the news. What's going on, father? I keep hearing that some wars planned out as much as 30 years. I keep hearing of this secret society. What's going on? I don't know that I can trust these white males because I was experiencing so much racism and I was hurt by people like Pat Robinson, Hal Lindsey, Lester Summer, a lot of these people that I really held high, high up. I found out that they were the mouthpiece of the father in most cases, but they had some secrets they was dealing with were it related to black people. You can be a mouthpiece of the most high, brothers and sisters, and struggle with other areas of your life. And I found that a lot of these white males that I looked up to, yes, they were worth listening to in some areas, but in other areas, they were struggling. I had to learn that, folks. So I asked God what's going on. And then I asked God, could I, could I travel the world? I'm tired of the U.S. I'm tired of getting everything in life by an American slant. I want to hear God from other people. I want to hear about life from other people. I want to see how other people do business, how other people do agriculture, how other people think, how other people guess. I'm tired of listening to white. And keep in mind, y'all got to know who y'all talking to. This is a brother that worshiped with white almost all his life. I went to interracial church. I went to the first interracial church in Fort Worth. So, and I don't know hate the white man thing. I just begin to see something in their hearts, those that was leading the church, the big names out there, the, the, the big names, okay? Y'all know who they are. And I begin to just be, feel betrayed. So this is the question I ask the Father, these questions. I want to travel. Can I see the world? That's what I ask. Okay? So, and... Um, so let me just go ahead and get the answer. I'll answer the, the questions I, that I asked. Again, I asked the father, what's, with, what's really going on? Uh, what's really going on? Uh, what's with you using the black man? Uh, uh, I asked him about um, blacks in the oh, – oh, I asked him also, were there any blacks in the Bible? I said, Father, and at the time, folks, I, those of you that, 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 that have been listening to the show, you hear me saying white and black, and some of y'all are not familiar. Me with hearing it, especially from my white brothers, just because in your world you don't have to say white and black because the system is just set up. You don't have to in your world ever say white and black. When you start listening to a lot of these so-called black shows, you hear black and white, it sounds like we're racist. But we have to say white and black because we're the people that don't benefit from the system. And when you do benefit from the system, and you you don't have to ever address the ever have these kinds of conversations. So again, I asked the father, were there any blacks? in the Bible. Were there any blacks in the Bible? I cheered it after at the time. I thought the Father would reveal to me that there were some blacks here and there. I heard that there was a black man that had Christ carry the cross and things like that. So, folks, I'm, I'm serious. I'm just being honest. I asked the Father, 
were there any blacks in the Bible? So I'm going to kind of share with you what the Father revealed before I talk about this last question I asked the Father. Number one, quickly, brothers and those of you on the phone lines, again, I'm coming to you. I just I have, We have new people tonight. I just got to go over what the Father's phone network is, okay? But I asked the Father, uh, when I asked the Father about him using a black man, the Father is not going to use anybody on this earth based upon skin color. Nobody. So the reason he's using black men and black churches to thrive is not because they're black. It's because what he's revealing in the end time, the truth he's revealing, a lot of white ministers will not touch you with a temple pole, even some black ministers. Because what he's revealing is going to show up some things that's going to make them feel very uncomfortable. And that's why when the Father, you, we have got to be in a place where wherever he wants us to talk about it, whatever he wants us to we talk about it. And a lot of us aren't there. So that's what makes it look so black while a lot of the black churches, and all of a sudden you're seeing a lot of black ministers leading stuff and people having thousands, you know, just all over the world, really. Okay? What's going on? Folks, we've talked about them in this show a thousand times. The New World Order, there's a, the kingdom of God is on this earth. It's already here in our hearts. It's becoming more tangible. But there's a rival kingdom. There's this elitist that's trying to duplicate and get the same control out of man, and they worship Satan. Okay? That's in a nutshell. We, we talked about that. That's what we're devoted to, these five topics. Okay? As far as the father talking about me asking the father whether they're black in the Bible, folks, listen. I did not, I was not prepared for the answer the father gave me, and I did get a chance to see 24 countries, 24 countries. Folks, you don't have to go to 24 countries to get these answers, but I did get a lot of these answers in various countries. And one thing, remember, a lot of truths you can't get in America is not as fluent, it's not as free. I was able to go places, and I'll talk about that in my – I talk about that in my, in my uh, blog when I talk about my travels, but a lot of information I got outside of this country. Folks, the Bible does not have blacks in it here and there. The Bible is a book of people of color. The whole book, where white skin does appear, it is not a they, them, it's us. It's humanity, lost pigmentation from here, from there. And those people begin to have babies and so forth. Our people, we have to be careful with the those and the they, the segregating people based upon color. Those people are Africans, all of them. If you're from this planet, you're African. <clears throat> so back in the day, we lost pigmentation. And that Bible is full of dark-skinned people. Yeah, that means you're saving, yes. So I'm going to talk about that tonight. But I'll, I'll get more to that a little later on. I just wanted to just share just some of the things the Father uh, uh, shared with me about those questions I asked him. Uh, I've got one more to talk about, but I'm going to go ahead and go to my guest and not have him hold any longer. I took this took a little long than I thought, but, again, it's, we have, we've been away, and, folks, this is just what happened when we've been away for a while. So. Folks, I have uh, the, uh, the honor of having uh, John Clark in the house from the Five Smoothstone Network, and uh, he is back. Uh, so we have John. 
And also, we have Troy, a good friend of mine, Troy. And y'all listen, Troy is a, a very intelligent, average, what they say, Joe Blow, if you will. But don't sleep on Troy. He's a very intelligent man, has hundreds, if not thousands of books he, he look at and listen to. And when I have the opportunity to share with him, it's just amazing what this young man knows. And a lot of times, packages come in very strange wrappings. And he's one of those brothers that I really, really, really want y'all to check out tonight. Troy is no joke. And I'm so glad that he finally come on the show. Been trying to get him for a while. Um, We've been thinking about getting him in for a while, but he's finally on. So let me just go ahead and get the phone line. Y'all know how I like to do a little intro music, please. So, anyway, John is in Panama, uh, the city of the country of Panama. And uh, so, we'll just take a plane or a bus or something in our mind, go all the way. That's a little Christian rap there. That's a little crazy. I remember a little crazy. Uh, anyway. Brother John, your line is open, area code 972755, all the way in the country of Panama. Welcome to the Five Streets on there with my brother. What's good, people? Uh, good to be back. Turning that music up. Let me kick these bars. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's good to kick it with y'all. I'm not even on front. It's like... Um, when you kind of get around a little bit, you miss those things from home. And the Five Smooth Stones Network, my goodness, that was a weekly scenario for many a year. So I'm glad to be back. Brother Seth, thanks for getting the band back together. <laughs> well, yes, yes. And I thank you for coming on. I really do. I appreciate you, John. Everybody, this is our moderator. John normally moderates the show, and I kind of opens up the phone lines and bring people on, and, I, and I'm more like a commentator, and he's the one to make sure everybody's talking the right amount of time. But tonight, he's going to switch and let me be moderator, and just know in our future shows, most likely it'll probably be John moderating instead of me. So what I'm doing, he will probably do. He'll be doing. Okay, and uh, so anyway, John is uh, does mortgage, uh, real estate, uh, just a little bit of everything, traveling a little bit. Uh, y'all know we did a very good show. They're doing very well in the archives where he's in Kenya. But anyway, John is back. Going back to the phone lines, I'm going to go ahead and open up the, sh- uh, the lines. Uh, we have one other person that's going to be on tonight. It's going to be John and Mr. Troy, uh, Brother Percy. I couldn't make it tonight. So Troy, uh, somewhere in the state of Texas, we'll leave him incognito. Brother Troy, your line is open. We can hear you. Hello, and welcome to the Five Stone Network. Howdy. Happy to be here. Fine evening well, but, Yeah, well, Troy, welcome, and thank you for taking, uh, accepting the invitation to come on, man. It's good to hear your voice, and let's just have one of those good old fireside chatting like we do when I, whenever you and I get together. Uh, we'll have John in the house tonight. Uh, really... Anxious to hear what y'all have to say about the Catholic Church. As you know, tonight, everybody, again, the topic for tonight's uh, program is the need for racism, whitewashing of many holy scriptures 
and Catholicism like you've never heard it. Troy, go ahead and let us know a little bit about you, what you've been up to, and where you get some of your material from, if it's not too private. I know how you like to be incognito. So just share with the listeners a little bit about Troy before we get into this. All right. Well, for me, mostly I'm I'm a – I'm just a, uh, I call myself a media voyager. I've traveled down a lot of different paths. I watch a lot of video. I read a lot of stories, a lot of books. I've spent a lot of time listening to people talk, and I just, I've taken a lot of time to watch people and meet people around me, and I've worked with a lot of different people from all around the world, and it has changed my personal beliefs from what I once was. I've realized that, you know, all of us are human. We all have the same kind of problems. It's just we have a little cultural differences between us, and most of the time those cultural differences is what everybody gets all bent out of shape over. Very good so, point. So, you know, I've worked, I've, worked with, I've worked with some people that surprised me with what I thought was racism that couldn't be given to anybody but a white man, and I've, I've watched people from Africa that, exhibited some of the biggest racism against the American descendants of slaves that I was just totally amazed. It made me realize that, you know, it was it's a crazy world we live in. Wow. I personally uh not sure how our whole world got so separated and tribal, got caught up in all this uh all this different business in the world. I but uh, I'm willing to sit down and talk about it, and I hope people change my mind about a lot of things, and that way I learn and progress forward. Very interesting, very interesting. Well, y'all have no idea what's coming your way when this young man gets, he's not that young, but he's younger than I am, and uh, when he gets going here. So, again, welcome, Troy. And I wish that they can hear half of the things you and I be getting into. Folks, we talk about things you just can't, we can't even play on the air. But anyway, John, all the way in the, the country of Panama, yeah. welcome, our, our moderator. And those of you on the phone line, if you have any questions or comments for Troy, remember you can press 1 and we will bring you on, okay? Now, those of you on the phone lines, if you don't have questions, um, that's okay, too. Just chill out. And uh, I'm not, we're not forcing you to press one. So those in the phone, I don't feel like, well, i got to hang up. I've had people hang up sometime when I thought someone pressing one because they think I'm going to make them. I'm going to open their line. I'm not going to open up your line. Those of you on the phone lines, just hang tight there. Thank you for supporting us tonight. Those of you in the chat room, if you have any questions for Brother Seth or Troy or John, simply type, type your question, and we'll get to that question uh, as soon as we can. Uh, I'd like to open up by just asking you, John, what do you think of this this thing we say, the need, the need for racism? That's kind of weird. How would anybody, why would anybody hear a little noise? Somebody's moving around there. Uh, but, John, quickly, why would an institution need racism? That sounds so crazy. I think that um, it's there to maintain a status quo quo in um, social echelons. Um, From what I've seen and and determined, it's, it's a natural propensity, in my opinion, for a person 
to look at the commonality between themselves and their brother or sister and the differences between another brother or sister and bond with that which is like like self, uh, especially if you're looking to gain any type of power or influence, uh, you get that you do get that in numbers, and so to me there's the natural side of it, and that has been taking place for as long as man has been man. But then there's a what I consider to be uh, a demonically imposed racism what we see what we see in the u.s i don't think that it's like that anywhere else in the world there may be vestiges of of it in other places in the world but what we have in the u.s is like it's it it, it is it is the embodiment of white supremacy and keep in mind folks when we say white supremacy we're not just saying like Oh, white people think that they're supreme. No, that is an entire, very deep philosophy that transcends science, that transcends social, that that which is social, that transcends uh, religion. It was a big deal, and it came directly, in my opinion, from Satan himself. Those persons yeah. who work at the higher echelons of the of um of whatever given aspect of life that they represent, be it religion, be it government, whatever, at some of the highest levels, these people deal directly with Satan himself. And then I believe that. they deal with persons who they can't deal, the, the persons on the second and third rungs down, they don't deal directly with Satan, but there are certain people who do. It is the most amazing. Slavery is no. You you go to war, you lose, you slave. <laughs> no big deal. But the type of slavery that we see that the United States and parts of Europe created, based on a social construct which was fake, white and black. Those are not. White and black are not races. <laughs> People right. listen to me. I'm a mortgage broker, and I have an application that I take, and it says, "Like, what race are you? You're the human freaking race, folks. You're the human race, <laughs> but your nationality may be Panamanian, like the people that surround me now, or maybe Kenyan, like the people surrounded me a year ago, or maybe." Uh, whatever given country you're from, that's a nationality. Well, someone created a new construct, and they created it to make division, and it works brilliantly. <laughs> it works brilliantly. So when yeah. you ask the question, why is there a need for racism? Because it's a it's a system of control. <laughs> and Absolutely. It, to me, this particular system will not be brought down by anyone but the Messiah himself. It's a false balance. It's a false measure. And if you read in the Old Testament, the Most High, it's an abomination to have a false balance and a false measure. Absolutely. And that's what this Absolutely. is. Absolutely. John, you know, 
you the first person I heard say that in Troy, I heard him say he agrees. I want I want to chime in here. But listen really quickly, you the first person I hear to to use that false balance of being an abomination as a standard. Did, did you I don't mean the, it's not my stuff, but did you hear me say that? I got like, that from you. What do you mean? You, I'm the first person. <laughs> You're the one I got that from. We were driving on yes. uh, 460 or wherever the case may be, going on, about to get on 183. This, this, these are your words that resonated with me and still remain in my heart today. A false yes, balance. Yes, It is a false balance. It just, it, it, it. See, I saw when the Bible says this abomination have a false balance, it was talking about literally weights. I don't laugh at me, folks. I really thought that. I thought they was talk. It was talking about it, literally it, it weights. Is. No, like weights, like but, thirty but pounds, that, forty it, pounds. It, it but is. It's talking about a system where it's people right. are being engaged by a system unjustly. Go ahead. It, it, Go ahead. It is, but again, as we well know, there's the physical and there's the spiritual. So you're talking about like the dietary law. That was a law, and those animals were actual animals. But as Peter showed us in Acts, it wasn't really animals. Those were people. Those were people. So if you never really have a relationship with God, you'll never get past the fact that it's talking about animals and you can't eat these. But what it's really trying to say is don't intermingle with unclean people. Don't sow a field with two types of seed because you're intermingling. Don't wear clothes with two types of cloth or two types of thread. You're intermingling. There's that spiritual aspect. So what you're saying, it really is the case that you don't want to have a false weight because you're deceiving the person you're doing business with. But the spiritual aspect of that goes beyond a weight that has substance. It, it goes into a weight that's psychological that says, hey, well, I, I'm better than you. So, yeah, Seth, those are your words, bro. It, it's almost a, I, it's I, almost I, a reverse I, plug. You just plugged yourself it, reversely. It, Good job. Well, I promise you, <laughs> it, it makes a whole lot of sense. Now, uh, uh, Troy, I heard you trying to get in there. Go ahead with any any feedback from that. No, I, I was I was agreeing. It's a little different than the way I put it myself, but it follows it follows truth. Look, as far as everything on this planet is concerned, humans are humans, and as such, the only way to divide us is by putting it out there that we are not the same. And I think that it's been built upon for a long period of time that if they keep us off balance against one another, their power increases greatly. So the balance idea, that that works for me as well. There's a lot to be said for what's going on in this world and how we got to be where we're at. And there's a lot well, of differences of opinion on on every single thing. If we don't if we don't start recognizing some of it, people are going to be more and more confused every generation. And I think you can see the proof of that in the, what's happening here in America. Okay. 
That's true. That's true. And America is most successful, I think, with racism. And, and folks, again, you're tuning to the Five People Network. I got uh, my good friend, moderator, brother John Clark, all the way in the country of Panama joining us tonight. Uh, he probably moderating shows in the future, but right now he's just come as the commentator. And as well as I have Mr. Troy on the line, a good friend of mine. I hear a little bass. Uh, somebody got some bass in their phone. Uh, John, I think that's you. I just muted you, and I don't hear anymore, so it's just like a little movement or something. But listen, um, folks, tonight we're talking about something very odd. John, you got a little noise in the background. There it goes again. I'm going to mute I don't know what that is. All right, so listen, really quick. Uh, Troy, I got a question for you. Uh, now, you and I talk a lot about this uh, racism, a lot about racism. And Troy, um, of course, I think you're Republican, and not that that matters, uh, because some, since some, we've talked about this too, because that's another way to divide us with uh, political parties. They divide us by sexism, uh, male, female, uh, lies about female versus male. And that's, that dominates across the waters over the Atlantic, this really stronghold in Islamic countries and Muslim countries, well, Muslim countries. Hindu countries, a lot of sexism going on there. Um, but racism is over here. Religion is all over the world, really. And then there's classism. That's a big one. Some people think it's bigger than racism. But, folks, listen. Again, the, the purpose of this show, and we're just taking our time, just starting with before the fireworks come, we're just sharing some things. We're going to probably disagree in a little bit. Uh, but right now we're just starting it off to just let y'all see just how serious uh, a race to divide us by race is. So when we start saying some things about, oh, this is racist, that racist, some of y'all won't trivialize us and harass people out here that's trying to get truth out. When, we, when, when black men say certain things, uh, you know, a lot of our white brothers say, you won't trivialize it. And a lot of black people won't be saying stupid stuff like we're tired of hearing about it. You can be tired of hearing about it. But if you're mature and you're responsible, you're going to deal with it because the Father has commanded us in the Scriptures to deal with race. And so, Troy, I want to ask, I want to start off with a question with you, uh, and that is the church. Why do you think Sunday is the most segregated time of the week? Uh, why is a lot of our white brothers and sisters, and I only say this because you're so-called white, some people classify themselves as white, you may classify yourself as white. I mean, you know, there's a social construct now, and, and we say white, everybody know what you mean, but what would you, why do you think some white people are so bent on um, uh, 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 not hearing about racism, not being so, being so quick to say it's not that bad, even in the face of um Let's just say something like CRT. Then a lot of you know CRT is CRT is critical race theory, critical race theory, and that has to do with again talking about how race is a social construct, folks. And uh, a lot of uh, governor of Alabama just this week, I think, I think it was this week, uh, put into law that the children in Alabama can no longer be educated. Anything that's going to make them feel bad about their past, about little as little white children, he didn't come out and say white, 
But obviously the pushback is from a lot of whites because a lot of people are talking about slavery and their kids are feeling bad and thinking white people are bad in nature. They're, they're ashamed and they want to identify with black folks more. So a lot of white little white kids are going home to their parents and their parents uh, is very upset. So let's pull the music in the background, y'all. But Troy, what do you have to say about the Alabama governor doing that? You can't talk about race in Alabama anymore. Uh, at least the law was just signed. Probably took a while for them to implement it. But they don't want to hear about slavery. They don't want to hear about CRT, critical race theory, where, again, they're talking about just exposing the fact that there's no such thing as white people. Just what John just said, really, he just gave you critical race theory out of his mouth. But they don't want that talk. Give us some feedback on how you feel about the Alabama governor doing that and how you feel about uh, critical race theory. Just pretend we're just talking with each other, man. Just let us have it. Yeah, well, I tell you, I'm not exactly sure on the Alabama governor's idea. I expect that his is a lot of political motivation. I'm sure he's got quite a bit of pressure from his supporters and his uh, people that are uh, signing checks in his direction. I, I don't think that any particular way that you could say why he does what he does other than most people are afraid to admit to the truth. And a lot of people, when you say words like, you know, white supremacy and stuff like that, equate that with saying Heil Hitler or or joining the KKK or something like that. And, and I don't really believe that that represents even a fourth of what we're talking about when it comes to the racism in this country. Um, as far as, as not teaching children in the school, I think that there's a big push right now for really parents trying to get involved with what their kids are learning and I think that uh, a lot of people are trying to get involved with that the CRT and stuff like that I, I don't I don't think that it's been uh, I don't think that it's been discussed amongst the parents far enough to where people would understand why we're trying to teach them certain things I believe that the critical race theory idea is not the best way of approaching it, but I don't have a better one in hand other than we just need to teach everybody the honest history of our country. I think that if we stood up and said, hey, you know, this is what happened, and this is what's going on, and this is what needs to be changed, I think that we would do ourselves a lot more favor in this world. The, uh, yes. the magic of, of what's going on with information is there's so much of it that nobody knows where to get it from anymore. So when we start teaching children something in schools and parents don't agree with the way it's taught, you know, there's going to be a lot of confusion and aggravation and even anger in a lot of the homes. Well, let me ask you this, uh, Troy, and again, we'll come to you, John, here in a second. But Troy, level with me. Mm-hmm. Do you think little black kids and little white kids should be told the ills of America to where it makes white kids feel a certain way? John, you may want to meet us until you're going to talk. I don't know what that is, but it's loud. There we go. It went away. I, know it. I don't know what that is, John. So when you get ready to talk, just unmute us, John. But, but, but Troy, honest, do you really think uh, white kids Little white, so-called white children, folks, and so-called black children. That's what the, that's the way 
Our world is classified from there. One of these days, we're going to get some new ways to describe ourselves. But right now, that's what we're working with. Do you really think they should be told about slavery and Tulsa riots and, and how whites used to feed babies to alligators and all kind of crazy, hideous, tarred and feathered? This happened to people. Now, it's funny. Other histories, they're going to keep saying like the Indians being wiped out. They don't keep selling some history, but don't you think it's kind of unfair that they not want to tell the whole history? Now, you as a white male, does, are you, does that make you, they kind of get to you? Tell me level with it. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I think that I don't think that they would get that, uh, that descriptive in any kind of history that they would teach in schools, but I don't think it's fair that we don't teach people the proper history in this country that would involve everybody that's part of the history of this country, good or bad. You know, everything that so we have far, done in this country to try to... How far should they go with well, slavery? I think... I'm, you know, I'm not entirely sure where the, the beginning and the end would be. Um, but I think that there's a big part that needs to be owned up to so that people realize that this is a situation that happened in this country and this is what everybody's got a problem with in terms of why we are not treating people equally. Slavery in itself was only one of the major problems that had to do with the racism that built into this country because obviously you said it yourself, the Native Americans, they were you know, basically almost eradicated in a lot of areas. Um, you know, there's a lot of other peoples that came across from other countries that came over here as indentured services, servants and stuff that had the same exact type situation. I don't have answers for the total development of, of a history program, but I think that one of the things that we need to do is be a little more honest with our children and, and quit trying to sugarcoat it so that we develop people that, you know, basically are, are sheep. You know, we need to get past the point of, of hiding that stuff. I don't know that they're going to go into major detail. I don't think they're going to bring out individual cases. But I think that there needs to be an actual honest discussion about what happened. If I may go well, it for children. Go, go ahead, John. No, go, go ahead, ahead. Okay. John, go ahead. So go back what I'm about to talk. say, it may, it may sound like I'm disagreeing with Troy, but I'm not. The powers that be, with all due respect to every Christian ear that's listening to the Five Smooth Stones Network and would like to keep things civil, the powers that be don't give a fuck about be doing the right thing and keeping things uh, nice and being like sh really trying to show everyone what really happened. They don't care. Let me tell you what they care about. Before they set foot on this, the, the land of the United States of America, when it was just the Americas, they already had a plan. They already knew what they came to do. 
and it wasn't known by everyone. That's the whole point of a secret society. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. The whole point of a secret society is that we only need a few of us who really understand and have influence, and we'll influence those who don't understand. And for those who do understand, who will not be influenced, we'll just kill them. But manifest destiny, it was literally manifest. It was manifested prior to them getting here. That's the reason why not a single agreement between the quote-unquote pilgrims and the natives of the United States, not a single one was ever respected and kept. They knew what they came to do, and they did it, and they will continue to do it. We will not... We will not. It, it, for, for all the people who love God and want to do the right thing and, and try to be equitable, the question is, are you willing to take a bullet for your position? Because that's what they're going to give you. They don't want to hear it. They, they don't care about that. They're, they're willing to allow you to march in the streets and, and hold your rallies and do these types of things until you disrupt what it is that they're really trying to do. When you disrupt it, that's when death comes to you. And I'm just being plain, but I speak from a standpoint of history, a la Martin Luther King, a la Malcolm X, a la Black Panther Party uh, leader, I forget their name. It, 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 we, we literally have all of the pioneers of anyone who tried to do anything who came to an understanding of what was going on in the black community in relationship to the quote-unquote white community. And when they began to gain any type of, of footing, they were killed. And there's no shortage of bullets for the people of today. They will kill. They let you gain some. Let you gain some leverage, and let some people begin to listen to you. You become a mark. Why? Because this isn't about what's fair and equitable. It's about what's going to get done and what's not going to get done. What's absolutely going to get done without equivocation, because it's prophesied in the Bible that I read from regularly. The one world government will be a one world government. There's not going to be any marches that stop that. There's not going to be any brilliant orators that stop the one world government. Matter of fact, welcome. You've been in the one world government for at least 15 to 20 years. They just haven't told you. All of your leaders, they've already sold out. They were already sold out their countries. And for someone to become a leader, you better be willing to sell out your country or you're not going to become a leader. We will undermine you. We will come in. We will start out and initially speak with you plainly. Look, this is what you are going to do if you want to win this election. This is what you will need to do. These are the promises that you will need to make. These are the steps that you will need to take. Let you try to be a good uh, leader to your people. Then we will undermine you. We will bring in the jackals. They will begin to disrupt your country. And we will put it on the uh, nightly news that you have no control over your country. And then we'll send out the snipers. This is the CIA play playbook. I'm not making this stuff up. Iran, 1953. And, 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 a and let me just jump, let me just jump. leader. Oh, please. Let me jump in a real quick. I can't, I can't disagree with you. Please. 
Go ahead, Troy. I said I can't disagree with him. I, there's a lot of that. that I just didn't relate to all that into the same discussion, but I, I can't <laughs> I can't say yeah. I disagree with the ideas about what's going yeah. on, that's for sure. And, 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 folks, what John is saying is the absolute truth. Again, what we're trying to accomplish tonight is to expose some things going around you that we know for sure. We ain't perfect. We ain't got it all together. But, folks, if you experience some things, you learn some things, I think you, it, it behooves you and it's a calling, really, without God, without even – it's just a no-brainer that if you know something and you know people are doing some things that's causing – John, meet your line just for a second. Ooh, that was loud. Hold on, John, come back to you. But, uh, folks, if you know something, experience something, you've got, and John, we definitely need to come, come back to you. Just, 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 just put the quiet mind just for a minute. Folks, if you learn something through research, like the Troys of the world, John's of the world, and myself and others, and some of you out there, you are called to share that. It don't matter how you feel about yourself. It don't matter what you may be struggling with personally. Just because you're struggling over here with, with your weight, it don't mean you can't talk about politics that you know some things about, it, or the Bible that you know some things about. And just because you don't read your Bible don't mean you can't share somebody about how to lose weight or how to tone up their body. We have to share anything we have learned on this earth that have made us free. That's why I do blogs. Having said that, John was spot on, spot on. I know how he sounds. Uh, pessimistic, but folks, it is, he has not even told a fraction of it. But we can't lose hope. We can't lose hope. We can't lose hope. We have to know that the Father is in control of a lot of this. A lot of these things must happen. And uh, again, it's, uh, we're sharing tonight different things we've learned for sure. Uh, well, well, some of y'all and some of us won't be empowering the wicked, running around here doing things to empower this new world order, one world government. So we're going to be supporting them in any kind of way, which we're commanded not to do as believers. And then, and also that we won't do things to hinder the most high from getting his purpose done. We're all in the way because we're ignorantly serving the new world order. That's what the Five Stone Network is all about tonight. Again, I'm Brother Seth, and uh, we have on the line Brother uh, Troy, uh, a good friend of mine. We, we, we talk, I can't say a good, good friend, but he's a friend of mine that I share with a lot. And I, and I trust him to share with you some of the things that he and I talk about that I think will make you free. That's why I invited Troy on. Then we have a John line. The John line is now open all the way in the country of Panama tonight, swinging here on the Five Smith Stone Network. What I want to do is take a little short break, everybody, and I do mean a short break, and uh, then we'll be right back. Everybody okay with a break? Brother Troy, you okay with a break? And Brother John? Sure. Okay, we'll take a little short break. I don't want no break, Hold on, I'm meeting him. Well, what are you saying, man? <laughs> what are you saying? I'm just saying, y'all know I'm silly. All right. Well, listen, everybody, I don't know about y'all, but I'm enjoying this. Uh, and, again, we're just taking our time going through this because it's about to get real up in here. And as we talk about the Catholic Church Y'all going to see who is pulling the strings behind all of this, what's really going on, because, folks, we ain't scratched this surface, okay? We'll be right back in a little bit.
Flag you down, pull over immediately, turn off your car, and place your hands on the wheel. The police like to see your hands for their own safety, so wait until they request your paperwork before reaching for it. At night, it's also a good idea to turn on the interior light so that the officer can see you're not armed. Darren, do you see any ways you could have handled yourself better? Good evening, officer. How's it going? Did you know you were swerving between lanes? No, officer. Let me see your license and registration. Sure. My license. Here's my registration. Now, Darren, we've had some problems with gangs moving guns down this highway. You're not packing any Tech Nines, are you? No, sir. I didn't think so. So you don't mind if I take a look, do you? Officer, I know you're just doing your job. I don't have any guns or whatever, but I don't consent to searches. Perfect. Rule number three, you have the right to refuse searches. This comes directly from the Fourth Amendment. For your Fourth Amendment protection to legally apply, you must be prepared to clearly state your refusal under pressure. Everyone repeat after me. I don't consent to searches. I don't consent to searches. The officers can't hear you, so say it again. I don't consent to searches. One more time. I don't consent to searches. You a law student or something? So if I show that I know the rules, he might think I'm a law student. Or maybe I got big legal connections. Perhaps. But don't get carried away by saying stuff like, I know my rights, my Get out of my face, I'm going to sue you. Never tell the officer you know your rights. Show the officer you know your rights by asserting them calmly. You seem nervous. Is there anything in this car I need to know about? No, officer. All right, please step out of the vehicle. Police may legally order you out of your vehicle, so you should comply. Walk back here with me. Stand right here for me. Now, you got two choices. You can make this better or worse for yourself. Now, if you cooperate, it's going to make things a lot easier on you. Beware that the police may legally lie to you, so never let false threats or promises trick you into waiving your rights. Now, if you don't, I'm going to call up a canine unit, and those dogs are going to rip apart your car, and they're going to find what you're hiding. So what's it going to be? Refusing a search request is not evidence of guilt and doesn't give the officer the legal right to search or detain you. Don't get tricked. Unless you're detained or arrested, you may terminate the encounter at any time, but don't wait for the officer to dismiss you. Simply ask if you're free to go. There and those dogs are going to rip apart your car, and they're going to find what you're hiding. Like I said, what's it going to be? Officer, are you detaining me or am I free to go? Good. This line can help withdraw you from an encounter. 
saying you want to leave establishes that the encounter is not voluntary, which could help you later if you end up in court. Let's practice that line. Everyone repeat after me. Are you detaining me or am I free to go? Are you detaining me or am I free to go? One more time. Are you detaining me or am I free to go? All right. You want to play it like that? You want to bump it up to the next level? Fine. You stay right here. Don't go anywhere. Asserting your rights won't make the police love you, but it might make them extra cautious about violating your rights. One, 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 yeah. Jesus is saying, ready or not, here I come, and you can't hide. Yeah. One, one, one. I need everybody to their feet. One. One world, one life, one girl, one wife, one chance, one heart, one dance, one spark, one knee, one yes, one ring, one flesh, one vision, one look, one sound, one hook, one stage, one mic, one crowd, one light, one block, one car, one shot, one star. One battle, one fight, one day, one night will you be the O-N-E-U. One game, one sport, one name, one soul. Okay, folks, and we're back again. You're tuned into the Fox on Network from Better Seth. We just, uh, just lighten it up in our own way. Going kind of gear two. And we're going to go to uh, pick it up a little bit. But I just want to thank you for tuning in. Those of you on the phone line again, if you want to ask a question to Troy or John himself, please, please press 1 and we can get that question as soon as possible. Also, um, hold on a second. Turn that down. Also, those of you in the chat room, if you have a question, you know the rules. Just simply test, I mean, type question marks before and after your question where um, you will have your question sent out, okay? Uh, but going back to the phone lines, John, all the way in the, in the country of Panama, he's back, and Troy's somewhere in the state of Texas. He is back. Gentlemen, again, thank you for tuning in uh, tonight, and, and, and um, I've enjoyed what you shared. Uh, John, I want to come to you. Any comments on what you've heard Troy share? No, not really. The the thing is that it, I I personally believe that we Hold are on, John, please, all kind please of along the same line. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I didn't mean to say it. I meant to say Troy. Did you have any issues or any thoughts? You said at first you didn't have any comments on what you did, John. Um, John, I don't know what you're doing with your phone, man, but you got to do something that's really, really loud. I'm going to meet you for now. But, uh, Troy, any afterthoughts after I put you on, after we took a break there, that you have a chance to think about anything, John, say any, any, you still agree with pretty much everything you've heard? That was a mouthful. Yeah. He, he, the the biggest thing I, I thought to myself as he was going through what he had to say was I can't disagree with any of that. I'm, I'm 
I have a lot of similar thoughts to the same. Um, personally, uh, we could probably sit around and talk about that particular subject for a long period of time and, and, and never get to the bottom of it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to say John was spot on everybody as well as Troy saying it. Um, there is this elite group of people, and they are not atheists. And you hear the word people in power and atheism just know they are really priests because these power people, think about it. If you have the access and John, your line is open, um, is back open. But think about it, if you have the access, everybody, to tap into any phone line you want to. You can listen to any preacher like T.D. Jakes or any of these major. Or if somebody, let's say somebody got healed supposedly at a revival, a big revival that's on TV or, or a big revival anywhere or just a church service, you heard of a miracle, you can tap into the line of the person supposedly healed and hear them either testify or talk about how it was, how it was fake. So you'll hear people say things like, I don't know what happened, but I went to that church and my, my back is healed or I don't have cancer anymore. You can tap into the phone lines. You can get copies. You can you can hack people's computers and see what doctors. You know miracles are real. How can you be an atheist? If you have that kind of power to tap into anybody's phone line, tap into people's lives, Take over TV, take over phone, uh, cell phones, look through the cell phones, monitor people. You know there's a God. So these people in power, they worship Satan just like John said, spot on, spot on. And, folks, the Catholic Church is behind a lot of what we're talking about. Why, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, if I wasn't muted, <laughs> but uh, we respect Catholicism, uh, some of it. We respect uh, Catholics. There's millions of people that observe uh, uh, Catholicism that are genuine as we are. That was the mother church until the Protestants broke away. That was our mother, most of us. Um, so know that. I'm laying on that right now before we start getting into the Catholicism. But you got to remember this. If something is that powerful. I think the church is the most powerful institution on the face of earth. I believe it. I've always said it. They make corporations look like children playing the sand. People think corporations are no. Corporations is just powerful as far as what we can see, take, touch, and smell, the, the infrastructure, you know. But as far as the will of man to do these things, that's spiritual. And that goes back to the where we get our belief system from. So the church is no joke. You think a stealth bomber is powerful? No. The driver of the stealth bomber got a picture of his family right on the right on the plane. He's thinking about why he's doing what he's doing. So if his faith is, is intact, he's going to operate that stealth bomber based upon his faith. A higher wide way, you know, just saying anybody in combat driving anything or, or firing any kind of weapon, what's more powerful, their fingers pulling the trigger on that machine? I mean, I meant to say what's more important, the machine or them with the mind and the will and the emotions pulling the trigger. So don't underestimate the church. It is the most powerful institution. John, 
I'm going to go to you first because I you know Troy got a lot. And once you get going, he's going to be able to talk a while. And Troy, get ready because we're coming to you. But I want you to, what do you know, John? What's the most troubling thing you know about the Catholic Church that you think our audience needs to know tonight? If I may, bro, Seth, before I can even do that, it's important that the people listening now and then the people who will listen to this in the future, it's important that you understand who the church is. We're not talking about definitely not the building houses any given congregation, definitely not all of the different factions, be you Baptist, be you Methodist, be you Episcopalian, not none of that. Now, folks, what I'm about to say will blow your mind if you don't, even the people who are quote-unquote Christians. There, are, There's a group of persons who are on this earth. Some have come and gone, and they knew the Father before they ever came here. The way that he told Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's belly, I knew you. Well, how did he know him? Because Jeremiah was with the father before he ever came to this earth and was placed in the body of clay, if you will. And there's people on this earth who are just like that. That is the born-again believers. That is the church. That is the called-out assembly. Folks, I can't go into detail now because that's not what this show is about. But I'm here to tell you that when Bro Seth says the church, I know who he's speaking of because Bro Seth is one of the called-out assembly. I am one of those persons who were called out. Why? Because we knew the Father before we ever came to this earth, and we came here not knowing anything, but then we were reborn in our spirit. People, Brother Seth, if, if, you make sure you give these people an opportunity to come to the Most High God through the blood of the, the Mashiach, the Christ, because that's the most important aspect of everything that Brother Seth has been doing from the beginning of the five smooth stones back to when he would sit down with me and my boys at Oral Roberts University back in 1987, 88, 89. You need to know who you are. So when he says the church, that's the called out assembly. As it pertains to Catholicism, folks, just like the Messiah said, he has a fold. He has sheep that you know not of. Folks, what I love about my God is he's equitable. He's fair. And what I find unfair is that a person is born into a family of, let's say, Islam or let's say Catholic or let's say whatever. I don't really care. Let me tell you, my God makes provision for them. By saying that when they do in their hearts the things contained in the law, they are keeping the law. I believe that's Romans like four or somewhere. I don't quote scriptures like that. But it's like it's right there. He lets you know that for the people who were given the law, that being the Jews, 
however you consider them to be, white, black, or otherwise, they were given the law. When they don't do the things contained in the law, but then you have the people who were not given the law, but they do in their heart the right thing, they will judge the Jews because they are doing the right thing in their hearts. And by that step alone, by them doing the right thing, they become a part of his fold, if you will. Folks, equitable. He's equitable and he's fair. So for all those people who are Catholics who say, like, how dare you say these things? I've served God all my life. We know you have. For all those people who are Christians, <laughs> you've served God all your life. We know you have. I don't care what it is that who it I don't care if in your heart you've always done the right thing that is what God looks for. He doesn't judge the action, he judges the heart of a man. And so for those persons we're talking about Catholicism. That was created by the Roman government. Matter of fact, I can still remember being on a paper route 3:30 in the morning listening okay. to uh history of Rome. And the guy was explaining how there were different priests who handled different gods, if you will. But this one was the primary one that everyone gravitated for. It was towards. It was the Catholicism. And so um, it it's the whole quote unquote Holy Roman. Um, what is that? Catholic? What do you call that? Seth? I forget the term. Holy Roman Empire. Yeah, that's the, the whole. The Catholicism is an, uh, a vestige of the Holy Roman Empire, which was neither holy. <laughs> that's what the guy said. That's not my words. He said they were not Roman or holy. But the point is that there were. It had to do with taking care of who was going to crown kings. Say it again, Seth. Yeah. That was Troy. Go ahead. So that had to oh, the Holy sorry. Roman Empire had to do with who was going to crown the kings. Elaborate Understood. that a little bit. Understood. It, it was a big Elaborate deal. Elaborate on that a, a little bit. It's, it's the power. Yes, go ahead, brother. Yeah, it, it had thought, to do John. with, uh, I think John. it went back to Charlemagne, where previous, previous to Charlemagne, the church the Catholic Church, predominantly the Pope, was the one that crowned a king and made him in charge, made him a king as he was passing it on from the hand of God in, a, in, a, in, his, in his symbolistic fashion. Charlemagne changed things out when he did it. He took, the, he took the crown out of the Pope's hand and said, I do it myself, and he became the first Holy Roman Emperor. That's, I was just defining that term as it came out. I remember that, Troy. I, I, I forgot it, yeah. but when you say that, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that there's a big, big st- standard that, that was set when when Seth and I talk about the Catholic Church on occasion, and we've, we've, we say some things that really you've never heard, or maybe if you've heard them, you've heard them in closed closed-door discussions, but... I've always had a kind of a belief that 
in regards to their education of the of people, they were the biggest information brokers on this planet for hundreds of years. And as such, they spread that information out there in their own image. And I don't think they did it necessarily always as a as a negative format. But I think that there's a lot that they did uh, along the way that that put a lot of confirmation bias in, in people's hearts when it comes to the church. I can deal with that. And remember, folks, yeah, um, I, I mean, and, and just go, – go ahead, Troy. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, I mean, that kind of leads into kind of the, the, the podcast discussion line was, you know, the racism that follows is I think there was a lot of people in charge way beyond the general man, the person that goes to church to, to pray and do their business and, and to be educated, but there was people at the very top that controlled – what information people got and how they got it. And I think that probably is one of the most singular things that have happened on this planet in regards to how people are approaching that. We were talking, the court, the idea behind corporations earlier, the same thing. They followed the same kind of format. They just improved upon it a little bit. I've always thought that Satan was an excellent, excellent person for marketing and he sold it to people for power. And it's Absolutely. still paying off today. Absolutely. Anyway, didn't, and folks, didn't mean to cross no, no, cut there. No, 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 you're good. You're good. You, you can do a lot of that. we got about 30 minutes left in the broadcast, everybody, because we're not going over three hours tonight. So, uh, Troy, you're doing really good, and John as well. I just wanted to share something earlier. I was talking about the five reasons and five questions I asked the most high. And I forgot one of them. I was just going so fast. And it's, I asked the Father, could I understand the book of Revelations? And just to piggyback off of what you were just saying, Troy, and you, Brother John, I want you to finish your point, John. Don't forget your train of thought. I just want to get Troy in there more. But Revelation 17, folks, it talks about inside of this pers- this country called the whore. And uh, remember, I asked the Father five questions. Again, what is what you using a black man? Um, everybody was saying all the preachers and then what's going on, really going on, can't trust the media, and then where the blacks in the Bible cannot travel and uh, cannot understand the book of Revelation. The answer to those five questions is what we call the five smooth stones. Tonight we're talking about a little bit about those. Are we hitting on um, uh, uh, what's going on tonight? It's more, more like a new world order type of conversation which involves the Catholic Church. But Revelation 17, Troy and John and the listeners, those who's on the phone lines again, press one if you have any questions. And then the chat room, you know what to do. I have to keep reminding everybody because we keep getting new callers, uh, new people joining the chat. But listen, Revelation 17 and 16, ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore. Folks, these are nations that's inside of Babylon, which I believe America is Babylon. But if you don't believe it, that's okay. But just listen to this. Check this out. One more time. The ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast. The beast, I think it's America. Uh, uh, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate. 
the whore, I meant to say, is America. These shall hate the whore, make her desolate, and shall eat her flesh and burn with fire. There's a lot of mumbo-jumbo old scriptures there. Some of y'all run from the book of Revelation. But if you decode that, and it's very easy, all you have to do is look at the book of uh, Daniel and so forth. These are nations inside of a mega nation. The mega nation that the, the scriptures is calling here the whore, I believe, is America. It's talking about people inside of America selling it out. Uh, hate, that actually hate the whore. So I don't want y'all to trivialize what you're hearing. A lot of things. It's going to sound really out there that they're saying. John and even Troy have said some very kind of alarming things about Catholicism. I believe, and I don't want to get off track. I want to go back. I want to go back to John, what you were saying. Um, first of all, before I make my case here, uh, I'll share any more. Do y'all believe what I just said, that Revelation 17 is uh, talking about the whole America? and that there's going to be people in here from other nations that's going to eventually uh, uh, form a hatred and begin to sell her out, not talk, not just the businessmen who are selling her out and doing business overseas. That's part of it. But America's going to fall because people within is going to sell out, not just foreigners. But I want y'all feedback on that. John, you go first, please. Well, um the jury used to be in, but now the jury is out as it pertains to America being the whore. But those ten horns, I'm fully persuaded, uh, at least for the time being, that those are going to be uh, countries, in my opinion, emanating or coming out of Europe. Um, the, if you look back at Daniel, they didn't have ten crowns. But if you look in the Revelation, they now have 10 crowns. Why? Because it's their time to rule. It wasn't their time to rule back then. But that beast was already in place. That, that, that matter of fact, <laughs> he was exceedingly terrible, as, as I believe Daniel called him. They, it's like there was a lion, there was a bear, there was a leopard. He had names for them. But this one, I don't know what this is. I believe we were talking mm-hmm. about Revelation 6 or somewhere, Daniel 6 or somewhere thereabout. And if you look in Revelation 13, you'll see why Daniel couldn't explain it, because the beast had attributes of all of the previous beasts before him. He had the mouth of a lion. He had the feet of the bear. Uh, I forget what he had with the per- pertaining to the leopard. But it's, it's, it's like this thing was not an, a regular type of animal. It was some type of super created thing, which stands to reason because Satan also had seven heads and ten horns when he was a dragon. So um, it, it, it can get confusing, but the bottom line is that the Most High is willing to open our eyes. All we have to do is press in and continue to press, and he'll give us insight into these, into these, uh, these things. But um, as far as uh, the U.S., I used to think that the U.S. would be the, the harlot, um, but I'm not entirely certain. I'm not entirely certain anymore. Well, it does talk about, and we don't have to get on that too much, but the bottom line is I want people to understand, because when we say all these things, it sounds real crazy to somebody's Catholic. You know, they're saying, what are y'all talking about? This is the church. This is the verses, guys. Verse parts. And how can y'all come and say all these things? But, folks, I'm going to tell you something. If there is a devil, and we know that there is, 
we know that there are demons. The devil, Satan, would be stupid not to infiltrate the most powerful institution on the in the world. He would be just stupid. He did. That's where. Uh, go ahead, Troy. He did. It's called the Spanish Inquisition. That was that was the church tormenting its own because they wanted the power and left people to complain about why they were taking what somebody else wanted. There was a lot of things that you know came out of that whole situation, and you never really hear mm-hmm. in clarity in history what the end mm-hmm. up results were. They just kind of glanced at it, hit it, and left. But it, it, he got his he got his digs in, and I think we've seen a lot of the results of that since. Like I say, I think he's a great marketer. I think he had a plan, and he kind of infected a few people with it, and then he kind of stepped back. But they've been carrying that plan and passing it on since that day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing that. And, 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 and folks, you got to remember, though. Go right here. I think it's important for persons to understand what, what Brother Troy is saying here. It's almost like there was a Spanish Inquisition, and we didn't hear about it again until Mel Brooks' History of the World. <laughs> like they, they yeah. glossed over this thing. Um, but this yeah. thing, this was a big deal back in the day, right? And so there was ideas that were passed along. And again, that is the reason why a secret society has to be secret. You can't just speak about these things openly or you'll end up in a bad situation, <laughs> being tortured or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, so it, it's, um, they've continued to work. They worked feverishly. While we're out enjoying the things that pertain to life, as it were, they are working towards a particular end. And like Brother Troy stated a moment ago, Satan being a brilliant marketer. There's nothing in this world, as it says in James, but the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. If you can appeal to any of those things, you will sell your product. If you can evoke emotion out of any of those things, you will sell your product. Eve said that the apple was good to look upon. It was, uh, I forget the, uh, the, the, the other thing that she stated, that was good to eat and desire to make one wise, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He has used the same methodology from the very beginning, even to this day. The most brilliant marketers know this. What you see, what it does to you on your, as far as your flesh and every lyricist know, every rapper knows the first, the first, the freshman album, rims, hose, and jewelry. <laughs> the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. That's I'm just three. Yep. Very good point. Very good point. Very good point. And like I was saying, Satan is going to infiltrate, infiltrate uh, these powerful people. John again, you got a little line of this. Well, you did something to make it go away. Voice loud. There we go. Quiet. But uh, Troy, I'd like to go back to you because I was getting ready to talk about uh, Satan 
and some of the demonic things that he would have to do to control the Catholic Church life, praying to Mary, taking all the glory from Christ, uh, all the glory from Yahweh. It's erasing the whole Father all together, making it all about the Son. Now you got folks praying to Jesus, talking like there is not a Father. So when we say Yahweh, uh, actually they think Jesus is Yahweh. I mean, so much confusion. These folks, that's, that's to me, one of the most the satanic things there is the Father has to the son the country is so man can have a better relationship with him in some kind of way they don't wave away the father and man it's all about the son and then they turn around and change his name uh from uh yeshua yeshua to jesus adding a j which there was no j in the hebrew and then they take his image and whiten it they whitewash it because again the name is the, 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 the show tonight brothers and sisters and again thank you all for tuning in it's called the need for racism we talked about that a little bit. The whitewashing of many holy scriptures is what I'm about to sit on right now, and the Catholic Church, which we can't get away from the Catholic Church because they, they're the power brokers here. But Satan would have to, if he's, if he's real and he has any kind of power, he's got to be dealing with the church because they set the spiritual climate for the entire world. And he did so. And, and, and erasing the exact worship of the Father, literally to where thousands and thousands of churches look at you crazy if you even talk about the Father. They even believe that the Father and the Son is one, in, like they're the same person, instead of understanding that they're three different individuals. I know as far as the Trinity teaching, I understand that, but what I'm saying is Yahweh and Yeshua ain't the same person. They same mind, same as far as how they do things, but uh, Christ said very clearly, he said, I'm my father one. But he said at one point, if I do anything of myself, it is not true. Now, if he is the father, he just lied. He said, if I do anything of myself, it is not true. He said, I do what I see the father do. They asked him, when do you return to the earth? I don't know, my father. Many times he said, I don't know, but my father. I don't know, my father. Some things he didn't know. Grant us to sit on, my son to sit on your right hand on your left. Only the father can do that. So the Catholic Church come along and they change that whole narrative. They whitewash the scriptures. They make us to where everybody, when we close our eyes and think of the Bible days, we see nothing but white people. That is how powerful this institution is, and that is how powerful they, that is how submissive they've been to say. Troy, hit on that just a little bit, please. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for, for the different things that are altered in, in, the, in the Bible. The popes that were in charge decided that they wanted to uh, push certain ideas, repress certain ideas, we know this because they, they changed the calendar under certain deals. They changed certain versions of Bibles. They did a lot of things. And when the church originally had the books, they were all handwritten. So before there was actual printing presses where they were actually putting out mass quantities of, of books, it was easy to disrupt certain items to, to enable them to have what would be considered more personal power for people to look at them as, oh, they know, they know, and, and increase their deal. I don't think all of it was done necessarily for a negative fashion. 
in their personal opinion, but I think that the seed from Satan himself had grown. I think that it carried out, and I think that it struck those particular segments of a person that was, you know, particularly available to say, oh, I could be more powerful, or I could be this, if it was more beautiful, if it was more uh, diverse, you know, just the description of Jesus alone changed so much that there was not a second chance for people that didn't get that information in the beginning. Original versions of Jesus said that he was not very pretty, that he was he was not very tall, he was not very fair, and he had, you know, uh, had uh, lank hair and stuff like that. He was red in color. You know, there was a lot of things like that 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 are out there that that changed. That now most people that go to church think that, you know. He's this, he's this white guy they hung on a cross in the church. I don't think that it was all necessarily intended to be a bad thing, but the message that it portrays is twisted ever so slightly so that people don't realize the truth. And in doing so, the words that follow, just like Seth, you said, you know, you can't worship Jesus to be the answer. He's the best lawyer you can have when you're standing in front of the Father. And he's talking to you about your sins. But he is he is the Absolutely. gateway. He's not the he's not the he's not the final destination. At least in my opinion. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. I can I can hear you just fine, John. Listen Comment on uh, well before you comment on what, what Troy was just saying, y'all just I have to John have a trouble with this line. Just forgive me for the little uh, delay of uh, Troy. But listen, mm-hmm. Troy is absolutely right, and I want to I want to say this. I heard him just until uh, about the last thirty seconds. So Troy just know I didn't hear the last thirty seconds. Why don't you go ahead and beat the last thirty mm-hmm. seconds? Because I heard you up until the end. Just the last thirty seconds, please. Uh, last 30 seconds, I believe that I said that the, uh, uh, I think it was had to do with the fact that I said Jesus was, <laughs> Jesus wasn't the final destination. He was the way. He was the way into heaven. He was the way to go. He was. He's, he's the best lawyer you can have when you're standing in front of the Father, and he, you're being judged for your sins. But he's not Absolutely. the final destination. And and Troy, there's a lot of lies. I mean, I I, I I I we may have to do a part two of this. I don't know, but let me just say this, folks. Again, um, praying Mary's major. It's not some small confessing your sins to priests. Is the Bible says confess your faults one to another. It didn't say confess your. It gives the priest too much power, and a lot of Catholics. A lot of the wicked people on our earth is Catholic. Not all of them. Of course, that's silly for me. To even, I'm not saying they even have the most, but a lot of times every every religious expression have the good and evil. Let me just say that Catholicism is no worse or better. But I will say this. Confessing your false, confessing your sins to a priest the way Catholicism has it, almost give you an out to go and do something crazy. As long as you come to the priest and confess it, you're good. 
And I don't know that that to be true. We're supposed to confess our faults, a level of accountability with each other, but the biggest accountability to the most high. We're supposed to ask his for forgiveness, even though we know we're forgiven, we're still supposed to ask it. There's a process there because you're acknowledging of it, acknowledging it. But this praying to a priest thing is way out of control. And it's it's horrible. It's millions of people that do it. And these priests have way too much power. Way too much power. And they act as though they can forgive sins. Sins are already forgiven. They can't forgive them. They can't do it. can't who going who they talk to? Who gonna forgive their sins? It's already forgiven by the most high. So that whole thing this thing what they do with the infants where they kiss little babies' penises, whatever they're doing to the baby, I, I want to say it's worse than kiss. But these practices, a lot of things that Catholicism do, and, and here's the big thing. They sanction a lot of, oh, my God, I, I, it's just, so much going through my head right now. I can barely talk. I want to get Troy back in. I want to get John back in. But I promise you, if you believe in Satan, you have to know that he is going to go after the number one institution on the earth, and it is the church headed by the Catholicism. So that's why we have to be very careful with Catholicism. After all, Christ, after he ascended and died and wrote, after he uh, died and rose again and left, the Ethiopians had an Ethiopian monk that was baptized. They, that monk went to Ethiopia and established the first church. I'm not going to say the first church, but he established a church days after Christ had ascended in the book of Acts. Think about that. Ethiopian monk went and established a church that's around Ethiopia today. It took from Christ's ascension thousands of years for Catholicism to be gone. We have to question, why don't we look to the Ethiopians for a more pure way? Why are we following Catholics in the first place, Protestants or Catholicism? I'm telling you, we have all been brainwashed by this powerful institution of wickedness. Not everything in the Catholicism is wicked, but they have whitewashed the Bible. They have got us worshiping the image of white males or whiteness. And white people need to not get offended at what I'm saying right now. They need to get offended at the fact that you're not worshiping purely the most high. If you finding out that Christ was a black man rattles you, then who were you worshiping? You should say it don't matter. Well, however way you look, I don't care. I love him and I worship him and I give my heart to him. And when you do, by the way, you have a better life. If you don't, those of us that kind of halfway worship the Father through Christ, we have a rough life. Those of us that submit to the Father through Christ, we have life better, best, uh, best to offer. So idolatry is what the Catholicism introduced to the world. John and then Troy, and we're going to wrap up here shortly. Please. If I may, I think that what Troy hit on, what you hit on, I'm going to hit on too because it's important to understand. 
we're speaking <clears throat> a lot about Catholicism as if Protestantism is not an issue. And it is an issue because the same churches that um, spun off from Catholicism are the same ones who do not make a distinction between the father and the son. And they are not the same. Why else would he give the example of a father and a son? As stated previously by one of you, Troy of Seth, the guy comes to Christ and says, you know, good Lord. He's like, there's none good but the father. What I see my father do is what I do. What I see my father do, that's what I do. Why, why was Christ up before sun rise, praying in the wilderness? Because he's getting his task from the father. How did, when he would see the person, he was like, he knew that this was going to happen. Why? Because the father was giving him his task. He let him know, this is what you are to expect. This is what you're to do. He didn't do, he, he said plainly, what I'm doing is not of myself. I do what the Father has me do. People, <laughs> stop worshiping Christ and worship the Father and thank Christ for the blood that he shed that gives you the ability you go. to even access the Father. Oh, man. It was, it was the blood that he, it was already laid before the foundations of the world, and he did that work. He is your older brother. He, do you realize, people, that we share in the same inheritance? We share the same inheritance. So that is good. If you, if, it's, it's important to understand that. The, the inheritance comes from the Father. He has, it, it, the example was Israel in the Old Testament. The inheritance was the land. But now we have better promises. It's not just the land. It's, we have better promises. Why? Because we have a better sacrifice. Back then they sacrificed bulls and goats and, and, and doves and, 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 and flowers. No, we have a better sacrifice. So now we have a better uh, promise because we have a better covenant and it's based on the Messiah and the Messiah came to do in the volume of the book, I came to do this sacrifice and he did it. And let me just say this, John, because I know somebody is saying, and I want you to finish and try what you get in there. We're going to wrap up. Listen, um, but I just want to say this really quickly. When you pay your wife a compliment, that is a form of worship. It really is. I like to say it like this. I reserve the highest praise for Yahweh, Yah. He is the Father, and I thank him for sending the Son. But I do have worship for Christ. It's this. Thank you for shedding your blood. The Bible says that the Father has placed all things under the sun, but yet we see not all things are placed under the sun. Right. Coming out of the book of Hebrews, book of Hebrews, y'all, 
But it says not all things have been placed on the sun. But when everything is finally under the sun, who has all power, the, the, the Father the Father gave the Son all power. The Bible says he's given him all power in heaven and earth. People say, Sarah, don't stress right there. What are y'all talking about? If Christ be given all the power in heaven and earth, that make him number one. But, yeah, but who is this person making a hand in there like it's some little gift? <laughs> who Who is this person that can hand Christ the power in heaven, the power in earth, as the Bible says, all heaven and power, all heaven, all power in heaven and earth has been given to Christ. What do you think the Father is that he can hand him that? But the Bible says, when all things are subdued under him, because right now the Bible says, for he must reign until he make his enemies his footstool. One more time. Some of y'all know where I'm coming. I'm coming out of the book of Hebrews. It says, for he, Christ, must reign until he make his enemies his footstool. Listen. The book of Hebrews is talking about after Christ rules and the enemy is put in check through the wisdom given to the Son from the Father, then guess what? John was just saying this. The Bible says, and that's actually 1 Corinthians 15 and 25 also, where it says, uh, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under the sea, but the book of Hebrews talk about it also. It says, verse 26, I'm out of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 26, says, for the last enemy shall be destroyed as death. Uh, but it goes on to talk about he must reign until all things are put under him. And then it says that the, the son will become subdued under the father. One more time. That's right. The son himself, Christ himself, will become subdued under the father. So John is is right. All the highest praise is reserved for Yah or Yahweh. But we still worship Christ as far as say we worship you Christ for or we thank you for your gift, for your sacrifice, for going to the cross. You can thank him because it was his will. He could have said, No, I ain't gonna do it, then we'll be in trouble. And we have to honor him as as, as, as his chief for because uh, uh, he's running everything now. Now the father is giving him wisdom, but he is the one pulling the strings as the father gives him wisdom. The father says, "Sit here on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool." That's serious. So he, we, I do give him a type of honor, which is a type of worship, y'all. It really is. It like is. Brother, please. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. If I may. Hold on. Hold on. We got the little 90 second rule. Uh, folks, some of y'all that's new to the blog, to the Fox and Cell Network, we have to do this uh, right at uh, 10 o'clock, right at, uh, excuse me, uh, 1 o'clock. We, we're about to wrap this show, by the way, folks, in minutes here. John is giving me the comment that I just want to tell everybody those of you on the phone lines, do not move. And y'all, don't forget, don't be afraid, don't be intimidated by Troy or John. Press one if you have a question. Those of you on the phone lines, in the chat room, I don't see much chatting. Again, if you have any questions, uh, just type. Y'all, while y'all chatting, type uh, the question mark before and after your question. We'll get to it. But when I say worship, if you look up worship, it means adore. It means to praise. Our wives get worship. Our friends get worship. Yes, we do. It's just that we don't 
It, it really is worship. It really, really is. So Christ has a certain amount of honor he gets for, again, being given all power in heaven and earth by the Father. But I reserve the highest praise for the Father. Go ahead, John. These are my last words for, for tonight. And, and it's just a buttress for, to what it is that you're saying. I don't want people to think that I'm saying, like, no, you don't worship Christ. You only worship the Father. Who was in the garden? That was not the Father. That was Christ. If you look there and you go. read, you'll see that in the beginning, God, that's Elohim. That, that's a plural. But if you look in the second chapter, it will say the Lord God. It makes a distinction. It's making a distinction. It's no longer Elohim. It's the Lord God. That's the Messiah. Who was in the burning bush? The Messiah. Who was there when Joshua crossed over and he saw a man with a sword drawn? That was the Messiah. What did, what did they say each time? Take off your shoes because where you stand is holy ground. And they worshiped him. And he accepted their worship. So I don't want people to think that I'm saying, no, you don't worship Christ. As Seth so pointedly uh, made abundantly clear, there's the highest worship, which goes to the Father. And then there's the worship, still high, that goes to the one who gave you the ability to even approach the Father. Do you know that it's, the Father is happy if you look in James, he's happy that you are now a part of the fold. He knew you before, and now you are back in that fold, and it pleases him that you've done that. But it couldn't be done without that sacrifice. So I'm going to leave it at that. Brother James, it was good to meet you. Brother Seth, you know how we do. Brother Troy, brother, brother, <laughs> brother Troy. It's Brother Troy. Brother John, I know you got to go. I, I Troy, I said James. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, brother. brother That's all right. Well, listen. listen Good to meet you as well. In Panama. Yeah, and we're wrapping up the show, Brother John, but I, all right, I know you're out, and I'll talk to you uh, after the show. Uh, but good hanging out with us. Um, all right, and thank you very much for your contribution tonight. All right, Juan. All, all right, y'all. This brother, uh Brother John, all the way in Panama, and he told me he had just had to leave early. I'm shocked he stayed on to the end. But listen, we're going to wrap this show up here with Brother Troy in a little bit. I want to say to the guy in the chat room who's chatting, uh, be with Serpent. I see what you're saying, uh, Troy, as a gentleman. He's talking about how the priest uh, would uh, eat the, uh, drink the blood of the foreskin of the babies. That's what they're doing. And he's talking as though, uh, he's talking as though we don't know what we're talking about. Actually, he's trying to help us out in life. But, yeah, we know that, sir. We, we, I, I don't know what he was doing with the penis. It doesn't really matter. I read about it, but I know it's ungodly. So I don't have to know all the details that the priest is doing with a little baby. Um, and we're not talking about behind the scenes, folks. We're talking about a public uh, ritual ceremony with the, with, the, with the infant's family. It's all over the Internet. You can just Google it. And, but he's, I think any time a priest is doing anything with an infant, it's just unscriptural, just in the story. You ain't got to go into why he's doing it. Uh, the technicality of Bewitch Serpent, his name is Bewitch Serpent. Be wise as Serpent uh, posted in the chat room. So 
Those who can, again, if you have a question for us, type question marks before and after. Well, it's at the end of the show now, but I appreciate y'all chatting there. Listen, Troy, I want to get final words from you. Before I do, I'm going to take a little short break, and I'm going to come back and get final words from you, okay? Go ahead and comment on what John was okay. saying, then I want to go. i got to do a plug for the family that wanted me to um, to, 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 to this. Uh, we have a family that listened to the show, and they want me to just talk about a, 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 a brief little um, uh, thing about an upcoming reunion. Then we'll we'll come back and get your final uh, after that. But go ahead and comment on what you've heard John say so far. Or what John just said. Well, I think anything. there's an off. <laughs> I think there's an awful lot of things that you get a lot of different perspectives on things that are going. And but I, I'm I'm in agreement. In, 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 well, there's so much to say and hard to say any of it. There's a lot of agreement about how there's so much that people have not taken true to heart and that so many people have taken, I guess, somewhat falsehoods to heart, such as the breakdown of, of, of how we how we worship and and carry our message to God. I think I think that some people have lost that and John said it pretty clearly in the sense that there is a lot to be said about the difference between the Son and the Father. So Yeah, I, uh, yeah, very much so. And, and, and it's major. Folks, this right here, we don't spend enough tonight, this is major. You gotta see if they take away the father who has no color and they make God into a man, change into a white man. This setting the stage for the worship and the birth of white supremacy. White supremacy is major. I'm writing a book on it. If I can ever just get it done, y'all gonna see it's it's not just white people practicing this. It's practiced by the world. It's a philosophy. And while I'm at that, some of your biggest white supremacists are not wearing white skin. Because white people know they're not superior. They know it. So they may act like they're superior, some of them. Now, some of them do actually believe in the lie because they're not educated. But most whites, I think, that participate is either lying or deceiving or something like that because they know better. The true white supremacist is those of us that don't know that whites are not happy, that whites have a better life, or that's this. We just believe what we that America is a, is a part of the white supremacy too, because America is pretty much white. Those people coming breaking into this country is better in every area. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Wherever there's people, at, it can be just as great, and it may be greater than America. So America's supremacy and white supremacy is the same to me. Black inferiority is a flip side of that coin. You blacks, some of y'all may not ever say white supremacy, but you y'all, you got all kind of beliefs that blacks is inferior. That's where you get that from. Same lie. So, but you first got to break down Christ. You first got to whitewash the Bible. And then it displaces the black person mentally, socially, uh, mentally, uh, I meant to say, and emotionally. If we don't have no connection with God because you don't whitewash the Bible, then who are we? Do we become vulnerable for you to tell us anything? And that's what happened when they went throughout the whole world destroying white images and 
and making everything whitewashing as I said in the title of the show. We may just have to do a part two. I'll keep y'all keep me posted. It'll be tomorrow tomorrow tonight. Uh, excuse me, uh, Sunday night tonight. Uh, we may do a part two because well, I'm not hitting it like I really want to. But the Catholic Church is huge. We just have to talk with Troy and see. Troy, are you available if you think to do a part two tonight? Let's just go ahead and talk about it now. I'll tell you I what. believe I'll I can work break. in. No, 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 no. I said, what was that? I said, I believe we can work it in. Well, let's do a part two. We can just, just go toe-to-toe, I mean, point-to-point on Catholicism because this is major. It's not just they destroyed. Uh, replacing the father, Yah. With uh, 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 with first of all, the, the, the replacing the father with with Yeshua, and then changing Yeshua's name to Jesus, and then changing Jesus from a, a a man of color, and they don't have no points for us so-called people that's people of color. That's the problem. We thinking, and whites are thinking, oh y'all get points if he, and that's what keep no. It's folks, we gotta get over that. We're all the same humanity with different pigmentation. But it was major that they changed the image of Christ in order to institute the philosophy of white supremacy. Now when you close your eyes and say, think about people in the Bible, everybody thinks about it's white, and that is the life in the pit of hell. Troy, we're going to take a little short break, everybody. A little short, short break. I'm talking to this family reunion, and we'll be right back, okay? Troy, you okay with the break? Yeah. Okay, and those of you on the phone lines, just stay tight. I appreciate you being on the phone lines. Again, if you have any questions, it's okay to press the one. You just want to say hi to Troy, that's, that's fine, too. But if y'all just want to continue listening, that's fine, uh, not a problem. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Freedom, we're going to tear your kingdom down. Oh, Lord, say I was saying, uh, the Ed Isabel uh, Kennedy Douglas family reunion wanted me to let everybody know, because we have a lot of people from that family that listen to this show, that uh, registration is closed for the banquet, folks, as well as the bus tour, 
Uh, also, there are only at this point free activities uh, such as the concert that's going to be held on Friday night after the meeting greet. Meeting greet from 6 to 8 and after 8 p.m. Uh, I hear they're going to, uh, 9 p.m., 9-ish, they're going to go over to Michael's over at, in Las Colinas. Also, on uh, Saturday after the bus tour, because the bus tour is closed, they're not selling you bus tickets either. Everything is closed now. Only thing that's available is the freebies. So after the bus tour, they are going to make their way over to um, Long Star Park in um, uh, Grand Prairie. Uh, the, the, the horse race and the festival there. And then after that, they're held to Babs Brothers in Dallas for barbecue and blues. Uh, that's it for Saturday. And then Sunday, you may carpool to churches. Of course, the banquet is closed, and after the banquet, they're going to have a memorial service at uh, 9 o'clock. Um, so just know uh, those that's what's happening. And um, folks, listen, that's it for that um, reunion, okay? Sorry, though, you're missing out, all right? Going right back to the phone lines. Um, here, make sure I cover everything. I think we did. Folks, listen, I do want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Five Minutes on Network tonight. We said we're going to keep it two hours, and we're doing just that. So we're going to go to wrap up the show. I'm going to get final words from my guest, Troy, who I'm so thankful stopped by. Uh, um, y'all just have not heard from Troy yet, believe me. And so tonight we're going to have him back on and we're going to continue to talk about the Catholic Church, things that we have not touched. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about how racism is a flat-out need. They absolutely have to have racism keep us in check. And uh, when you hear people crying, oh, this is racism, don't trivialize them because what they're saying is the truth. They're not even telling the whole story. It's it's all types of people practicing. And... Uh, in power and out of power, little wannabes and those in power. So, and then misquoting the scripture or the whitewashing of the Holy Scripture, we hit that a little bit tonight. But folks, it's major. It's major. It's so many doctrines coming out of Catholic Church in front of the Trinity, lots of all types of things. Yes, there was a Father, Son, Holy Ghost, but how they use it is 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 something to talk about, folks. I promise you. But let's go back to the phone lines and bring on Troy and wrap up our show. Troy, again, uh, thank you, sir, for coming on tonight. I would like to get your final words, and then we're going to leave out with a nice little song. Uh, but I can't thank you enough for coming on. And like I'm telling the people, tune in tonight, everybody, because you have not heard uh, the half uh, from this gentleman and from all the other panelists that may be on tonight. All right? But, uh, Troy, final words, please. Yeah, I'm... I'm- I'm happy to have been on. I've enjoyed the conversation. Uh, the only thing that I'd like to say that had to do with the last statements that we made before we get out of here is I think that a lot of people need to stop and realize that this flesh is not where we live. It just happens to be where we're at. It's the soul is to be judged, and it's how you treat that soul and you present it that God's going to have his effort to look at. He's not going to judge you by what your skin looks like. He's going to judge you by what your soul 
Well, Troy, again, thank you, sir. That's powerful because uh, I promise you this racism is the most successful thing I think the New World Order has spit out. Sexism is powerful, too, and so is classism. They say across the waters and a lot of our Hindu countries, Muslim countries, that's where they're going through it. Uh, but, Troy, let everybody know how to get a hold of you because some people will do just that. Uh, uh, so how people get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you, please. Uh, I have a email address. It's uh, longhairedfriendofjesus2020 at gmail.com. I like that. Repeat that, please. Long, longhairedfriendofjesus, all one word, 2020 at gmail.com. And that's about the only way you'll get a hold of him because Troy is low key incognito. And I, again, thank you for coming on tonight. And uh, I'll t- be talking to you later, uh, Troy, if not after the show tonight, um, possibly tomorrow, okay? But thank you, brother. I really appreciate everything. Thank you for having me on. Sure. And, folks, this is what we do. I'll sit down with this brother, and we'll just get to sharing and talking about stuff that we can't talk about on the air. And uh, uh, But t- tonight, you may get a little bit of it, so tune in to tonight and see what Troy has in his mind. With regards to his Catholic Church, I wanted John in the mix because you know John is our moderator, but uh, I thought John mixed in real good with Troy. I don't know if John is going to I think he will be though, uh, but it may be some others as well, and we'll see what the Father does tonight. But again, uh, a purpose I think we accomplished it is to expose the enemy, and that is to uh, uh, we exposing the evil, not just be talking and running our mouths, but to uh, to educate because we learn some things. And like I said, if you learn some things on this earth, you can't be sitting up looking at other areas of your life. And I say this because I mean people all the time that feel like they don't have them to share because they got issues and weaknesses. And uh, and those of you on the phone line don't hang up because I got that one look. I'm going to finish it up here. But uh appreciate what Troy and John did tonight because, again, we're trying to uh, wake up people, uh, and like I was saying, if you know something for sure, especially if it brought peace in your life, and that's what truth has done in my life, it has made me free in areas. There's other areas where I'm challenging. I'm challenged right now. Keep me in your prayers, all right? That's one reason I thought about doing a block because I'm not doing some good spiritual, I don't think, right now. But I do know some things that made me free, and I feel obligated to share with you. And these are some of the things I shared tonight, but I promise you tonight we got even more coming. Um, but... Um, we share tonight to expose the enemy to where some of you won't be empowering the enemy, supporting the enemy, and hindering the Father, Yah, Yahweh, from doing what he's trying to do. And we share with you even more truth to provide direction for you and to give you hope to let you see that, no, they're not winning. The New World Order is not winning the most high. And I'd like to hit that a little harder tonight, how that a lot of the things that the wicked, think, wicked people think they're doing it's really something the Father has allowed to happen to wicked men on this earth. Some of these things are prophetic that the, prophet, that the Catholic Church is doing, like whites ruling. The Father told Israel, if you disobey, I'm going to call a nation from the north, and they're going to rule over you, and they're going to rule the earth because the earth is going to obey. And so uh, the Father called, the Bible talks about him hissing, H-I-S-S, in the book of Psalms, him hissing to the nations of the north and calling this nation for the crusades, again, the Catholics, 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 
the crusades order of the Father. He allowed that to happen, to chastise this world. It's going to get deeper. I told y'all we're going to get deeper. Tune in tonight. But again, you're going to see hope in what we're seeing and see that, oh, the Father's behind a lot of this. Yes, he is. It's judgment that is supposed to come, like Brother John was saying. Yes, it is. And you're going to be encouraged to see that the wicked people are losing. They always have. They're losing now, and they definitely going to lose in the end. Again, you can listen to the Fosters on Network. I'm Brother Seth. And I had Troy, a friend of mine, as well as John Clark on. And uh, we'll go ahead and sign out this time. Please listen to this last song. It's a little old school, but I think it encourages you to listen uh, until it's entire. It's only like three minutes, folks. Good night. I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs>